they have to be in D.C. in the summer. Oh, right. That just feels like, uh, that just seems like, when I think of places like, so Ohio is kind of, it's not really known for humidity, right? It's just, you know, it's the Midwest. And, uh, but, you know, you think of the South and like, the, as you get down there and it gets a little bit more swampy and moist. Ooh, no. I'm good, man. Hey, cheers to Arizona, Mike. Cheers <laughs> to living in a state with diversity and climate, huh? Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome for sure. So, Michael Marquis from Mother Road Brewing, been a, a guest on the podcast several times. Yeah, my mom sends you checks regularly to ensure. <laughs> she, does, she does, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like, ah, I thought we were even. She's like, yeah, there's a couple more coming yeah. up. that. I, but, uh, <laughs> but no, well, so we've talked about so many different things, you know, highlighting, uh, you know, Mother Road specifically, highlighting, highlighting Arizona beer in general. Uh, and when I recently saw that you were in dc uh it kind of triggered to me that uh, like that's not the first time i've seen you doing that right and i've always been very interested in, in that side of it right because i get questions a lot from people like oh how does this impact your industry and i'm like i should know more <laughs> <laughs> so this might be for my own knowledge uh, but uh hey, yeah hey that's a, that's a good thing knowledge is power right absolutely yes no we've, we've been going out um advocacy has been part of Mother Road's DNA since since really day one. Okay, uh, you can't. I hate to say this, but it, it's very easy for someone to make changes to an industry when they're not in that industry. Mm. Okay. You, know, you know, when when you look at us, there's there's everyone from there's all of us brewers. Uh, there's wine. There's spirits. There's wholesalers. There's the tax man. There's all these folk that have a hand in our industry. Yeah. And without being part of that game and having a seat at the table, you're going to be at really their discretion of what they want to do to you. Okay. And I don't want to sit back and be a victim. I want to be proactive. And you can do that by joining forces with other folks like the Brewers Association, which is kind of our national uh, consortium, or the Craft Brewers Guild here in Arizona, uh, where we have a bigger voice by coming together and, and meeting with our elected officials because yeah. uh, even though I, I think some of them have forgotten it uh, they do work for us the people sure <laughs> right <laughs> or, or at least there, there's a few documents that that allude to such a thing <laughs> sure sure you know I left up their interpretation but uh, well why why has it always been uh, <laughs> why has it always been uh, important for Mother Road like how's why has it always been a, a piece of, of what you guys do so, you know, our slogan's building community one pint at a time. Yeah. Legislation, uh, our elected officials, everything that goes through the course, all of that is part of our community. Yeah. If we are not working with our legislators, uh, we're not interacting with community. And yeah. so we have to have a seat at that table because it's very hard for them to make decisions in D.C. where they're not seeing real people every day forgive me for saying that i mean we're real people and we show up there but a lot of times those folk they they're dealing with very high power very large industries very large uh, companies and they forget the human nature that is behind you know i'm gonna speak specifically to arizona yeah all of us brewers here in arizona which are a lot of small families um can be very small breweries uh that's important that they put a face to a name to the dollars that we're generating, whether it's the federal excise tax, whether it's the state luxury tax, 
all of those things that we're contributing to the community, good paying jobs, uh, being partners with our farmers, being partners with all of the folk we interact with. Yeah. If they don't see that and we're not telling that story, someone else is going to tell a story. Yeah. Does it align with what craft brewers are doing in Arizona? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, a, a story from a winery may be different than craft beer. Distillers will have a different take on things. Sure. So we, it's not being combative, uh, but we want to make sure that they understand that there's a face and families behind all these breweries. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I, I feel, you know, obviously when you think of legislation and politicians and it's you know it's like the the monsters over coming out of the cloud <laughs> over the mountains uh you know but it's you know things that happen aren't in most cases honestly aren't from malice right it's not from the intent to oh we're gonna do this so we can crush these people it's more of kind of like there's by there's collateral damage it, on all, it's you know it's unintended consequences there you go yeah. uh you know several years ago uh you know there was a there was a big thing coming out of the federal government that wanted all of our spent grain to be dried packaged and put into a food grade human consumption format all breweries like this was yes up for like yes uh, and <laughs> and uh it was just, it was miserable because yeah. it, if you think of any of our breweries, you know, God, we everything from cattle feed to uh, dog treats. Yeah. Spent grain is like the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah. And what it took was uh, there's the House Small Brewers Caucus and the Senate Small Brewers Caucus. Uh, it's the largest bipartisan caucus up on Capitol Hill. You know, everybody likes beer, right? Yeah. Even politicians can forget that they have an independent or a Republican or a Democrat next to their name. Yeah. When they're drinking a pint of beer. Sure. Yeah. That caucus actually came together to help us remove that language because we, we couldn't have done that. Uh, there was no way we were going to meet federal guidelines for our spent grain. And think of all the good that you see spent grain doing. I mean, we feed at Mother Road, we feed 250 head of cattle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's three dump trucks a week go out of the brewery and uh, a skip loader. It's awesome. Yeah, they're helping us because they're taking it away. It's out of the landfill. It's perfect. Yeah, but if if that small brewers caucus did not have that face to go with the name to go with, why the hell are these guys so upset about this? Yeah, because they understood the issue. They understand how we're integral to local agriculture. They understand how we tie into the community. Yeah. So, like, you, you have to, to kind of stand up for yourself in, in a way of, of just, like, being noticed, right? Of just, like, hey, here's kind of what, here's, here's how this impacts us. You might Very not have thought so. about it. Yeah. But, it, but you don't want to go running to a politician right at that moment when you need their help. You sure. want to have that long-term relationship. Uh, and I'm not yeah. talking about writing big campaign checks. That's there's, there's bigger companies than all of ours that can do that. Yeah. But I'm talking about advocacy and inviting people uh, up north. We're in, we're in Congressional District 1. You invite Congressman O'Halloran to the brewery. You know, you invite him a couple times, and then finally he'll say yes, and yeah. he shows up. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to show him what the spent grain goes to. We get to show him what a canning line is, how much yeah. aluminum we use, how tariffs impact us. Looking at the families that are getting a good paycheck out of craft beer. Yeah. And he can take that back to D.C., talk to all the other folk in uh, the caucus, and say, 
yeah, this is good, and try to get more members on board. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. And who doesn't like the vibe at Mother Road? Like, hey, come on down. Come on down to my spot. It's kind of <laughs> cool, right? And then you got your at night, and it's it's beautifully lit. So, yeah. But it's that's what's important. It's a long-term relationship. Yeah. So when we showed up in D.C. Uh, with the Brewers Association uh, for the Climb the Hill, when we had his appointment on the schedule, we were just supposed to meet with his staffers. But because he had met with us, uh, his staffer was so kind. They're like, well, he's asked if you'd meet him in the Capitol. Yeah. And with all the security, you don't get into the sure. Capitol so much anymore. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he met us in the Sam Rayburn room. And there's, a, there's this beautiful photograph of all of us with this big, goofy grins because... I mean, who would have thought craft beer would land you in a, in a little private side room in the Capitol yeah. with our congressman? And he was so excited. He was more excited to talk about the forest fires and what was happening back home than craft beer. He's a member of the caucus. And he's yeah. like, I understand your issues. We, we, don't actually, we don't have to talk the business that you're here to talk about on the Hill. Yeah. I'm on board. I know what you guys are. And so it's a it's built relationship well before anything happens because then they already know about you so maybe that'll avoid bad legislation yeah but if legislation comes up that could adversely impact us they already have that relationship with us they know who we are yeah it's a warm friendly smile a handshake a joke um years ago congress woman kirkpatrick met with us and she started laughing when i walked into the office because she said what the hell happened to you? Because, of course, you're wearing a suit and tie. And she's <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> I hardly recognize you. And, and she poked fun at me the rest of the meeting because yeah. we were dressed up, you know, in, in yeah. suits and ties. And we're normally in, you know, car hearts or cool jeans and For boots sure. and things. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, well, that is, well, that solidifies what I was going to say is like, uh, it's like brewers and breweries and chefs these days are they're the rock stars right they're the <laughs> they're the people that that like really i mean I, people get all really I, i'm just a nerdy kid that hides out in the back are you kidding that sounds like <laughs> something a rock star would say right like i'm just in the back playing the drums you know doing my thing <laughs> oh hell no now nah, you're doing what you love to do right like you're doing what you really love to do as long yeah. as i keep having fun absolutely yeah yeah for sure well you're doing great stuff so uh well so for so uh was this the first time you had been to dc since covid or had you been it it was and it wasn't covid that shocked me so much uh it was the january 6th impact on security okay which is explain what that is uh you know minor insurrection by right-wingers michael marquis opinion okay not the opinion of mother of <laughs> company yeah. um no, it, it, what happened is, is after the Capitol was stormed, everything changed. And it was, I remember watching it on the news, my, my kids saw me getting tears in my eyes. And like, Papa, it's just a bunch of crazies. And I said, no, it's not a bunch of crazies. This is an attack on our, on our government. Yeah. Because we had been there so many times walking the halls freely. I mean, you'd go through the little security scan, but sure. anyone could walk in without an appointment. Yeah. You could wander anywhere in the capital and it really did make it feel like it was accessible to the common citizen okay 
And what made me so sad is that now you have to have an appointment. A staffer has to come out. A staffer has to clear you with the security guard saying, party of four coming through for congressman so-and-so, senator so-and-so. And then you go through security and they can't let you loose. Yeah. And that that made me very sad um, because years ago we did a we did a beer tasting in one of the uh, congressional office buildings, and they they lock up at night, so it's a little hard to get out. And Alyssa and I got so stuck in there, we ended up on a sub basement level with dead office furniture, wandering around, not able to find our way out. It was hysterical. Uh, sounds like the beginning of a movie. <laughs> it, it, it it there's actually a, I think we posted a social media photo, and it looked like a horror film yeah. behind us because it was this long hallway with uh, very yeah. green fluorescent lights. <laughs> But the point is, you could be there and have access, and that access has been removed. And I think that is a very sad thing for the American people. Sure, yeah. That as common citizens, we can no longer go in unless we've made very far in advance reservations, basically, to see yeah. the people that are representing us, yeah. that work for us. Yeah. So forgive me. That that was right. the big... That, I'm sorry. I've gone on a ramble. You're good, um, <laughs> You're good man. But the uh, that was the biggest change was was the security, uh, and of course we were there during the the Roe decision, which was obviously quite contentious sure. and um, completely impacts half of our population. Yeah, and it was wild to see the protests and just see the amount of security. It, it, it's it's very hard for me to see yeah. that what was once very open where we could wander in and out of the buildings freely and have that access to be quite frankly taken from us because of some some bad folk yeah 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 it is uh so as far as like the the beer side of things right where what was that you said climb the hill is that climb the the hill that's what they uh that's what the brewers association calls it okay okay and they usually run it uh, in concert with either a craft brewers conference or Savor, which is their big uh, food and beer pairing event. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, try to get as many of the brewers from as many states and congressional districts out there to really show that exactly who we are. Make that introduction. Make yeah. us familiar. So, was there anything specific this this like the things that you guys were uh, working on or discussing? Um, the big ask this time was the uh, United States Postal Service Equity Act. Uh, which would allow us to uh, basically use the UPS, or I'm sorry, U.S. Postal Service to ship beer uh, between states. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Right now they can't do that. Yeah. Uh, And it falls to FedEx and it falls to uh, UPS and the other carriers. Uh, Biggest part of that, it's not that anyone's going to get rich shipping beer. It's heavy. It's expensive. Sure. And. I think in some cases, everyone's missing the point. The point is, is it gives access to small craft brewers that may not have access to shelf space. Yeah. Uh, You can only get their beer if you go to their tap room and buy it direct. This allows for them to be shipping beer through the Postal Service at hopefully a better rate than FedEx or UPS because they're pretty expensive for heavy things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, And allows guests and consumers to have access to them so they can get their name out. Yeah. So they can be that next big breakthrough beer. And that's what's exciting to me, is yeah. to give that access out. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, not, a lot of, uh, <laughs> not a lot of access or action on it this year. Okay. Uh, but uh, Congressman uh, Grijalda has uh, signed on as a co-sponsor. He's the only one in Arizona. So oh, gotcha. Hopefully we'll have some others joining him. So, so that, 
what what does that mean exactly? Does that mean because right now you can't Mother Road can't ship me a case of Tower Station, right? Like well, this is this is interstate. So this would okay. be if you were in New Mexico. Yeah, we're not able to ship out of state to New Mexico. Mother Road is Mother not. Road is not. Not you're not even allowed to get a keg of Tower Station into a tap room in New Mexico. If we had a distributor agreement, that's okay. different. But to okay. but to mail a six pack or something, right? So, so Nobody s- can. No, I, can right. you do that in state though? You know, I haven't explored that honestly. Yeah. I'm always curious about that as well. Um, Postal service certainly not. Yeah. Um, yeah. FedEx, we've sent a lot of um, yeast samples in sterile media. Okay. Right. But that's mostly to you know labs, contests, what you know, yeah, uh, those sorts of things. Because that would change the game for some people. Like if people could order, you know, from across the country, order Tower Station and have it shipped to Florida, and <laughs> right. But then it begs the question: Do you want to do that? Right. And at our scale right now, I'm not sure it would be worth it. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a certain diminishing return. I mean, even selling merch, poor Hannah at our at our place. If anyone out there is buying merch, I want you to know that Hannah is crushing it. And yeah. uh, But the <laughs> amount of time she spends picking the merch, pulling the merch, packing it, uh, getting it over to the whatever shipping we're using right yeah. now, it's a big, it's a big chunk of time. Sure. And then if you add that to beer and it's heavy, for us, it, it might not make as much sense, yeah. and and that's where that access to uh, brewers that are up and coming is so important. Yeah, yeah. So it really, really, things like this are are to provide that opportunity, right? I mean, that was kind of what the Arizona Beer Bill was basically about was to raise that ceiling and provide more opportunity for folks that right. want to utilize that, right? I mean, the it, beer bill it, is much bigger. It, it should be open opportunity sure, for everyone. Now, yeah. if, if we were to choose not to mail beer, that's our choice. Yeah. Yeah. But if any of the other breweries wanted to, yes, absolutely they for should. Sure. Uh, so what is the opposition of that? Like, what, what is their problem with it? Just kind of old school? Uh, it's, well, right now it's, it's still very, uh, it's very new. So there's not even a lot of co-sponsors on the bill. Uh, I think the wholesalers... They're a little worried that this might cut into their business. Uh, okay, yeah. But I just don't. I, I it's such a small part of it. I mean, how much? How much do you pay for a bag of dog food to come from Amazon, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. thirty pound bag. It's it's kind of expensive to ship that. Yeah. Case of beer is about thirty pounds. You just kind of want to look at that and say, is this big? No. But if you want that really cool six-pack of something esoteric from Brewery X, Y, or Z back east, it might be worth it to pay for that just to have it for that special occasion for or sure. to get exposure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, opportunity. Just give me the opportunity to do that or or, or not. Just yeah. let, let us pay our excise tax and then stay out of our way, please. Yes. <laughs> Well, what is that? What is the? Because uh, that was another thing too. You said recently was the excise tax, and what are some of the bigger things right now? So uh, back in 2020, and this is a big thank you to all of our congressional and Senate members. Uh, the recalibration of the excise tax was done for breweries under 60,000 barrels, which is almost all of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that dropped the uh, excise tax from seven dollars a barrel to three dollars and fifty cents. Wow. Uh, what is what is an excise tax exactly? Uh, an excise tax. Uh, it was a, a tax put in on beer specifically by Abraham Lincoln and the Congress okay. to pay for the Union Army. Uh, really? 
Yeah, so I, I, I really hope we're doing well on that front. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope uh, Mother Road is really wanting to earmark our excise tax for musket balls, if that's okay. Uh, maybe some uniforms, whatever. Uh, no, it's, it, it was actually from the Civil War to yeah. pay. Uh, of course, it's kept going. But it's a, it's a tax on, on liquor because it's uh, you know, kind of in that syntax. It's tobacco, sure. cannabis, liquor, whatever you yeah. might be. Uh, if we made bologna sandwiches, we wouldn't have to pay it. Ah, that's right. <laughs> so, so that goes to the federal government. And in Arizona, we have the uh, 835 luxury tax, which is $4.96 a barrel. Okay. So if you can do the math between those two, there's, there's a fair amount of tax on yeah. every 31 gallons of beer. Yeah. How so, much is it? I mean, and how much can you sell that typically? Oh, what do you mean? Because a barrel is, is what, two kegs? Two normal-sized yes, kegs? Yeah. Uh, so what is that? I mean, what percentage of your product is are you paying tax on? Oh, man. <laughs> do you even want to think about it? All right, Michael, I don't, is, I don't want is, to think about it. This is supposed it. to be a uh, joyous uh, podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, every, every quarter it's, it's a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you said it, it was it was cut in half. It was cut in half for yeah. small brewers specifically to give them that chance to go. Once you go yeah. up and over that, uh, I believe it goes to sixteen dollars a barrel, which is pretty steep. Oh wow! So you're at three fifty on the first sixty, and then you go up to sixteen and onward. And upward. Wow! How? <laughs> That's crazy, right? Because. Uh, Ooh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it, it it's a good chunk. Yeah. Uh, so that's why, again, these relationships with our legislators are so important. Yeah. Because that bill, I think that uh, recalibration bill was almost five years in the making. Okay. And it went through a lot of Congresses that didn't pass it. And um, it was temporarily approved, and then it finally, in the uh, that big Trump business tax, that that whole massive bill, it got passed in there permanently okay. instead of being a year by year. So that was that was really a great win for the Brewers Association and and all small brewers across the U.S. Yeah, nice. So what's what's on the forefront? Like, what is uh, what are, what are be, what are you guys working on? <laughs> You know what's most important when we were out in D.C. is thanking them for the recalibration. Yeah. We talked about U.S. Postal Service, and then basically it was like, we're fairly happy. I mean, if you want to throw a little money towards hop and malt research, we have this over uh, here. Yeah, we, yeah. It, we Please do that. Uh, continue to fund the Tax and Trade Bureau, because that's who uh, oversees us primarily on a Certificate of Label Approval and Formula Approval. Yeah. So we want to have good good response times there. But beyond that, it was basically, thank you, yeah. we're happy, just leave us alone. <laughs> ah, okay, all right. I like that, though, right? Like that, it, Because I'm sure that took work to get to that point, right? It's, it hasn't always been... Correct. Yeah. And, and again, you want to you be grateful for the wins, and then you want to be looking to the future at you know, potential threats. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're running some pretty serious deficits. It's really easy to point the finger at tobacco and cannabis and alcohol and say well let's make them pay well why should we pay if we make bologna sandwiches we don't have to pay sure yeah, we yeah. make widgets we don't have to pay so why pick on us so pick on someone else so we want yeah. to make sure that there's that familiarity we've shaken the hands we've had a pint together so at least they understand that we're not bad folk out here making alcohol yeah 
the rum runners or the we're, you know the we're we're, the hills. we're we're pretty nice people overall for the most part for sure for sure <laughs> uh <laughs> well um there was something else I was going to ask you about as well. Um, so, I guess in general, what, how, what can a, a, a normal, uh, you know, a, a craft beer uh, drinker, uh, what, what can they do to kind of get involved or be aware of? Boy, that's uh, that's a tough one, huh? <laughs> you know, it's it's pay attention to your brewers. I think. So, okay. you know, we have. In Arizona, what, there's 120 of us, yeah. uh, more or less. Yep. Uh, we have all these beautiful tap rooms and spaces. Yeah. We invite the community in on a regular basis. Invite your politicians in. Right. Um, I don't care what party you are or no party. I mean, hell, I've been independent since 92. Yeah. The thing is to invite them in if they can be respectful and have debates with the facts and interact with the public. We have the best spaces ever. No one hates people with a beer in their hand. You sure. just, it's just, you can't do it. No. <laughs> and so to right. have the politicians in there where they can discuss the topics or have, um, you know, your policy wonks or whatever. I mean, all of our breweries are, are fairly close to a major university or community college with very highly educated people. Yeah. Invite them for a night in to discuss the topics. Then we bring our guests in on top of that. They're listening to the politicians. They can make educated choices. They're listening to the policy wonks. They can make educated choices on whatever's coming before us every time we vote. Yeah. We have the ultimate living room. I mean, we are yeah. 120 living rooms across Arizona that are welcoming to everyone. That is huge power. Yeah. And we just have to exercise it well yeah. and make sure that we're, uh, we're welcoming to everyone as we bring them in. Yeah. I dig it, man. I dig it. So, well, Michael, cheers, man. Cheers. Thanks for jumping on. I'm, I'm empty here, but... Uh, oh, so sad. <laughs> I'm not drinking fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you did your job. You're, you're the guest. So you, uh, you you were the guest, and you did guestly duties. So nice work. But, yeah, I, I have any of your listeners, um, definitely check the Brewers Association, okay. uh, brewersassociation.org. Okay. Um, check on the Guild. I'm not sure we're updated on the Guild's website right now, okay. uh, but ask your brewers what's important you know is there anything coming up yeah that's the best way to get involved is just ask your brewers what's affecting you right now yeah yeah because there are things there's big things that are affected and i mean everybody in every aspect of life right but you know we narrow in on this specific subject and and there's uh yeah there's a lot of shortages and are we going to get cans are we going to do this or you know how's this year's uh barley harvest going to be right right yeah uh, how is that affected when we have you know who, who would have thought geopolitics that you know if we can't have russian barley and the world can't have russian barley and the world can't have ukrainian barley which are massive producers everyone's going to buy that barley elsewhere which is now competing against all of us brewers yeah it, it's wild i never you know i just wanted to make a little beer and sell sure. it 10 years ago yeah never would i have thought in a million years that global politics and war would impact you know the ability to make something as simple and joyful as beer <laughs> yeah beer in a mountain town in arizona right <laughs> absolutely it's it's crazy yeah but uh yeah ask your brewers awesome get involved with an organization and uh make good choices and definitely get out and vote yeah. 
God's sake, there's only like 65% of us in the country, two-thirds that vote. Let's get out there and... I don't care if you agree or disagree with me, at least go out and participate. Sure, sure. And I think things like that of getting people talking in, in, in an informal uh, format, right? Yeah. You kind of learn a little bit, especially when you understand it's such that local level. You know, it took me a while to get into to really kind of understand things. Um, and, and to me, that local connection as far as politics goes, it's like, okay. This is something I should probably pay attention to. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm on board. But, uh, uh, well, Michael, thanks once again, man. Um, I know that uh, you got some fun things planned this evening before you head back up to Flagstaff. <laughs> so uh, enjoy Phoenix for the next day or so. I, I am loving the sauna effect right now. Sure. <laughs> right. We are in the back here at Simple Machine. And uh, cheers to Simple Machine. Uh, just one best, uh, best brewery in Phoenix. Uh, and and uh, based on this lager I'm drinking, very well deserved. Yeah. This is outstanding. I assume that's the blueprint uh, lager, yeah. So, so Marshall, you're not here, but uh, we're really enjoying the back room and your beer right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not taking any cakes with me, I promise. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. We even have it on video. Actually, the video cut off. It's perfect time. All right. All right, Michael. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you.